0: Welcome to Tropeful, a weekly look at how trope influences our understanding of our texts. I'm Cantor David Reinwald, and this week, we look at the fourth portion in the Book of Numbers. Parashat Shalach Lecha This is a portion that has special meaning to me over the past eight years, as it is the portion that has been read by two of my adult B'nai Mitzvah classes, Program I teach and lead, and it will be read again next year, at this time by my current six students in our adult Benot Mitzvah program, and ironically this Shabbat, I have two sisters celebrating their own Benot Mitzvah and reading this portion. The end of this portion is the famed paragraph of Lema'an Tiskeru, better known as the ending of the V'erhafta, whose text begins in the sixth chapter of Deuteronomy. This ending paragraph deals with the ritual of Tzitzit, the fringes reminding us of the commandments tied on the corners of our garments, specifically on our tolly tote. The beginning of this portion deals with another famous tale, the story of the spies who go into the land of Canaan, the land of milk and honey, to see what lies before them. And within the second chapter of this portion, we find our fourth of five double mercha tropes in the entire Torah, one of the rare tropes, now that was last seen toward the beginning of the book of Leviticus in Parashat Shemini. We find this trope toward the end of chapter 14 in verse 3, where the people are in an outcry, not so much of complaint, but of worry. They have just heard reports from the spies that the people... In Canaan, are giants and our people are comparatively like grasshoppers. In chapter 13, verse 31, it specifically states, We cannot attack that people, for it is stronger than we. The people have a noteworthy fear in their outcry, and yet, as we know, the people are on the brink of change to move forward to a new era in our history. They have been given this land, and inherit it they shall. In chapter 14, verse 3, it reads, Why is the Eternal taking us to that land to fall by the sword? Our wives and children will be carried off. It would be better for us to go back to Egypt. And yet, a better translation of the last part of the sentence would phrase it as a question, for the word hallo uses one of my favorite grammatical elements of Biblical Hebrew, the interrogative, hey. When that hey comes at the beginning of a word, it establishes a question being asked before it even is recited. The tone is set and it should read. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? It is within this interrogative that we find the mercha Kifula, the double mercha trope, and it is on the word tov, meaning better. As the question is asked, there is a change in key or modality here, from major, a bright sound, to minor, a slightly more diminished, sadder sound, literally noting the sound of being unsure.
1: Listen to the verse. Vilama Adonai may be... O Tahanu El Haaretz Hazot, Lina Paul Bacherev. Nasheanu Vitapeanu, Yeh lavas. Hallo, Tov. Lanu Shuv meets a And
0: isn't that incredible? Without the trope present, we would not experience such a subtle, yet very evident shift that gives extra feeling and sensibility to this verse. And that's trope for you, my friends. And thanks for hanging in there with me while I was off last week. While I really love creating this podcast, I've learned over the past year that it is sometimes a big challenge for me to sit down and create a new episode as a one-man operation here. And for that matter, I still really encourage and invite any of you who may be interested in joining me as part of the Tropeful team to be in touch with me. I highly welcome guest commentators. I hope your summer is off to a good start, and until next time, I hope you will continue to be tropeful.